I'm Bruce. And I'm Butta. And this is Rolling in the Dark. So here we are for part two yes. of Bruises episode. I know. So yeah, last last episode was interesting. We're talking about Casey Anthony. Yes, the infamous Casey Anthony case. Mm-hmm. And so excited to be in our first two-parter. Yes. Right now, uh, obviously, this is super notorious, controversial case. So you know, I think it's important to do at least two parts to give us many details yes. as well possible. this case has a lot to be honestly a four-parter if we really looked into it right but two-part is pretty good you get into it enough to where it doesn't right not, you get you all know. the understanding and i tried to include as many details yeah. as i could no it's it's gonna be a good one i can feel it oh yeah it's gonna be good I really feel it. Good. Feel, it, feel it feel it for sure um but uh, you know i mentioned in the first episode everybody's entitled to their own opinions. A lot of people don't, uh, you know, think that Casey did it. So a lot of people think she did do it. A lot of people think maybe the dad did it, you know? Oh yeah, there is that theory. Yep. Yep. Or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, there's lots and lots of different uh, opinions out there. Everybody is entitled to yours, but yeah, that's all it is right now. It's just kind of... It's really however you choose to take it. Yeah. So even though they're it's already done and over with people are still have very strong opinions about this case. Well, right. Because one side is saying that one thing happened. Yeah. And the other side is saying that something completely different happened. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, I'll give my opinion at the end, but I'm pretty sure you guys know where I stand. Same. So I will a hundred percent give my opinion. I would really love to hear everybody's take on this. Yeah. You know, so feel free, like write to us. We would love to start a yeah, conversation. DM us on Instagram. Would love to hear everybody's thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of the case so far, Boda? Heavily annoyed. Yeah. Heavily annoyed. Very frustrating. Um, it's a very frustrating case. I hate this case, but also very intrigued by the yeah. case. It's we're not even into the trial yet. We're all just in, you know. This is the buildup. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Unfortunately, it's not going to get any less frustrating. No. In fact, it's only going to get more frustrating and confusing now, too. Yeah. Because then, ugh. Where, it, where you once thought it might have been pretty straightforward, now everything is going to be twisty-turny. Yes. Tossed on its head. Um, oh. Especially with Jose Baez yes. coming in. To the yes, I can't wait to hear you story. talk about him because I, the way that this case got presented and how every and the way it turns out in the end, it's just I just can't wait for you to get into it because I really I got some, got some, got some opinions, you got some opinions, <laughs> real big opinions. <laughs> so all right, once all we right. get into it, I will let y'all have it. Okay, perfect. So I won't I won't make you wait any longer. Yeah, you've done um, enough of that. <laughs> So once again, trigger warning, this time for sexual assault, child neglect. Of course, I have a full detailed list in our show notes. So please feel free to check those before you dive in. So today we're going to get into what was described as the Super Bowl of trials. Yes. So let's just do a quick recap to jog everyone's memory. So Casey Anthony returns home after Kaylee has already been missing for a month. 
Casey leads the detectives on a wild goose chase to nowhere, lying about everything and fully getting caught in her lies. She insists that she dropped Kaylee off at her nanny's apartment and the nanny stole Kaylee while Casey was at work. This is all that Casey, this is all that Casey has said to the police so far until her uh, lawyer cut her off. So they haven't heard any excuse for the lies and all that. Yeah. She's been quiet. So the police proved that there never was an apartment, there never was a nanny, and Casey didn't even work. Yep. The police found evidence in Casey's car and house, and they found Kaylee's body abandoned very close to the Anthony home. When we left off, the prosecution was ready to bring their case to court against Casey. Yep. So let's get back into it. All righty. While the prosecution was preparing for trial, Casey's lawyer, Jose Baez, was having press conferences almost every day proclaiming that she was innocent and that everything would come to light soon enough. Yep. So in order to have an impartial jury, they decided to select a jury from outside of the Orlando community. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they I didn't know that. I thought mm-hmm. it was okay. Yeah, because they couldn't find anybody nearby that <laughs> was impartial this to this yeah. case. I mean, they couldn't find anyone in general that didn't you know. know about this case. So they actually kind of gave up on finding someone that knew about finding people. They knew they were going to have to have people yeah, that knew that about this case. That was going to be one of my questions for you. I was going to ask if how did they pick the jury? Because you're not supposed to really know a whole lot about anything when you're being a jury. So Right, but because of these sunshine laws, mm-hmm. everybody knew everything already. So what they ended up settling on was they... So they went to a town outside of Orlando, and they picked a jury of people who were still impartial. So it means they may or may not have known about the case. But either way, all of these people did not presume Casey to be guilty based on what they saw. So that they could have as fair as possible they of a trial. They would not have picked me. <laughs> well, that's part of... I am, uh, I immediately would have been like, guilty. Put me on it. Well, guilty. and I'm, we're going to talk a little bit later about how this could have affected the end result. Um, the fact that they were picking people who had probably already seen a lot of the evidence yep. and still hadn't formed an opinion of her guilt. So they bring the jury in, they pick their jury, they bring mm-hmm. them in, they sequester them, and they require, of course, the jury to leave their jobs, families, for an unknown amount of time. Typical business. So it was determined that George and Cindy were going to be allowed in the courtroom, even though they were also witnesses. But since they were Kaylee's grandparents, the judge determined that they had a right to be there, but they were instructed not to react at all to the case as it was being unfolded. I wonder why. Well, because it could sway the jury. Oh. If they were acting, if they were reacting, the jury can look over at them and see their reactions, you know, and be swayed in one way or another. Mm. So they want to okay, keep it that makes sense. impartial. Yeah. Um, so now we are to the trial of the state of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. The trial started and people were lining up at 3 a.m., Outside the courthouse, literally getting into fist fights, trying to get a seat in that, in that trial. Yeah. This was like a on a lottery system, so people were like ever just like crowds were lining up hoping yeah. to get in there. Didn't they have to like close the doors because there was like people like wasn't there tickets and stuff right? Is that what you said? Uh, to like get in. Not to tickets, sit. but it was like they would put their name on a list and it would be like a lottery system. So it would be sort of a random 
Any, oh anybody could get People it. People are like, but only it's like a movie, like, oh my God, that's, or a concert. The like, Super Bowl, that's what they call it, the Super Bowl yeah. of trials. But Casey showed up to court, you know, with her hair done up, looking, you know, perfectly nice, respectable. Young woman. A nice young lady, yeah. as far as the eye could see. So the prosecution first gave their opening remarks. So they said they believed that Casey's motive had to do with Casey's past. Police had interviewed a friend of Casey's who told them that while she was pregnant, Casey didn't want her child. Casey wanted to give her up for adoption, but Cindy told her that she couldn't. Even though she was an adult, Casey lived with and was dependent on her parents, so if they told her she had to keep her, she was going to keep her. The prosecution's argument was that she wanted to live a child-free life. She did not want to be a mother anymore. So they wanted to start right away. This is the motive. Yep. And we're going to hit you with all the evidence to prove It's a pretty good motive because she's a young mother. and Right. And it know, makes sense. It makes sense. So then it's time for the defense to take their stand and do their opening statements. Jose Baez took the stand and he declared that Kaylee was never missing. He said that on the morning of June 16th, 2008, when Cindy went to work, George and Casey were home and they were looking for Kaylee, but they couldn't find her. But then George walks outside and he finds Kaylee, who had just drowned in the pool. Oh, yeah, I remember this, yeah. So he said that George immediately blamed Casey and threatened to tell Cindy, who would never forgive her. And since George was a former cop, Jose said that George thought of a way that would spare his daughter's life in jail. And so he took Kaylee's body, wrapped her in plastic, and disposed of her. So what they're saying is the dad helped Casey cover it all up. Basically that the dad told Casey to lie. Yeah. And he was the one who disposed of her body and told Casey, don't tell anybody. Yeah. This is going to be this a secret. This is going to be between me and you. If you tell anyone, we're, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I'm going to tell your mother that it's all your fault and that you're a horrible mother, this and that. Which would make sense because, like, her parents have always stuck up for her. And yeah. have always, like, you know, on her side. Right. They back her yeah. up. Everything she does, exactly. they're there and they're like, yep. Well, and then he also tells the jury that wrapping up their bodies in plastic and expo and disposing of them in the woods is exactly what George used to do to pets of theirs that had died. Okay. So in one fell swoop, he completely pulled the rug out from under the prosecution. Mm -hmm. They were expecting Casey was going to say, nope, I dropped her off at the babysitters. I don't know what happened. You know, it wasn't me. But now they're saying, no, no, Casey knew this whole time, but it was her father that just told her to lie. And that's why she lied. Yeah about everything. Then Kaylee died accidentally. She killed herself on accident drowning in the pool. It was nobody's fault that she died. It wasn't murder. But it doesn't make sense that if like this did happen, why didn't anybody see her? Why didn't it, like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get well, nobody the point. did see her. I'm trying to get the point across. I'm trying to figure out how to say it in my head. <laughs> I mean, more just like, why didn't they just tell the police that's what happened? Right. When after the 30 days or whatever she was missing, they called the police. Why didn't the dad just be like, hey, look, and tell the wife, this is what happened. I'm trying to, like, cover up for Casey. Right. Like, we'll figure this out. Yes. And then once the police started questioning things, they could have just been like, listen, she died accidentally. 
we didn't know what to do. We freaked out. Why did you wait 30 days to do all of it and then right. lie more on top of it? It just makes yeah. Well, and it if, makes they, no if they're fully aware of all this searching that's going on, why would he push for the searching parties to happen? Why would he push for people to wear these shirts? Why would he be like uh, so gung-ho for finding Kaylee? Why would he say to Casey, where they're talking one-on-one, where's Kaylee? Yeah. Why would he ask that? Why would he be like, can you tell us anything? Like at all mm -hmm. and like it doesn't make sense well, not only that the dad and the mom were or not the dad and the mom but the grandparents were the ones hosting the search parties and exactly all of that stuff why right. would george be able to sit there and be straight faced like yes help me find her help me find her when he knew the truth the whole time exactly like it doesn't make any sense i mean they're making him out to be this mastermind yeah and you know maybe he's a smart guy but i don't get criminal mastermind no i don't george anthony get that from him at all no no so it's just yeah so basically to explain all the lies Baez admits that casey is a liar but he explains to the jury why she lies he said that she was taught to lie by her own father to keep a deep dark family secret hidden he said that casey was raised to lie from starting at the age of eight when her father would come into her room at night and molest her so essentially he's saying that Casey learned to lie to cover up the dysfunction at home. And this is why she continued to lie about her daughter because her father had control over her since she was a young girl and that she had been covering for him her whole life. So while Baez is saying all of this, George is in the courtroom, right? He is literally sitting down. <laughs> Sorry, I can't take it seriously with the cat on you. Yeah, she does. she purchased that. Whenever I'm on Zoom calls or whatever, as soon as she hears people like talking out of the computer, she comes up and like needs to <laughs> She's like, insert hey, herself. I'm here. Just so you know who's supervising yes. this. I'm the real worker here. <laughs> so while Baez is saying all this about George molesting his daughter, saying that, you know, he was the one who found Casey, wrapped her up in plastic and, you know, disposed of her yeah. body, George is sitting in the courtroom, but he doesn't react. Well, they told him not to. He just keeps his yeah. head down. And it comes out later that they, they had gotten a heads up that, that they were throwing George under the bus. So oh, he's, he knew, he had an oh. inkling of something that was coming. Um, the, the defense did want to warn him a little bit, but I, don't, I can't imagine he could have approved of well, any he, of this. Yeah, he can't. So when court resumes, the prosecution immediately, they want to dispel this. This is They're like, this is BS. You're just trying to confuse the jury and, you know, literally continue with the lying. So they call George Anthony to the stand. He, of course, denies sexually molesting Casey. He denies being in the home when Kaylee died. Um, and the prosecution tried to counter the accusations by showing the jury the courthouse visits between Casey and her father. And Casey, in the videos is telling her dad how much she misses him, how much she loves him. She even says on recording, quote, you've been a great dad and you've been the best grandfather. Don't for a second think otherwise. Hmm. I mean, this doesn't really sound like something she would say to the man who sexually abused her yeah. as a child, traumatized her, turned her into a pathological liar, threatened her and buried her child yeah. and left her to be the one to go to, you know, to jail yeah. and to be blamed for everything. Yeah. Why would she be saying this yeah. to that man? Mm -hmm. So when the defense questioned George, when Jose, Jose gets up and questions George, he doesn't ask about the sexual abuse at all. 
he instead jumps right into something that happened right after they found the remains of Kaylee. So in January of 2009, only a month after Kaylee was found, George had attempted to commit suicide. He didn't tell anyone, but he went to a hotel and he took about 70 pills and drank a ton of beer, hoping... If he didn't tell anybody, how did... Uh, well, basically, he, he like, ran off to a hotel. Yeah. Um, they, he, he didn't succeed. But so. no, how did they find out the Jose Baez? I don't know. It, was part of, it just oh, okay. came out as part of it. I think okay. he probably went to the hospital. Well, um, yeah, he took 70 pills. Yeah. And George also wrote a suicide note ah, okay. at the time. So that's why that's, it's relevant. Yeah. So the suicide note said, Kaylee Marie, I miss her. I want my family back. I sit here falling apart because I should have done more. She was so close to home. Why is she gone? I love you, Cindy Marie. Kaylee, here I come. So that sounds to me like someone who just found out that his granddaughter is dead. Dead. Yeah. And is like, I could have done more. Yeah. To be a part of her life, to save her from whatever fate it was. And he knew this was probably my daughter. He saw yeah. where she was found. He knows about well, the stain also, in the car. He knows like how Casey's yeah. been acting. He knows all the so he's, all the details. I mean, and he's been torn apart this whole time. So that sounds to me like a suicide note of, you know, I feel so guilty that my yeah. poor granddaughter who I adore is dead and yeah. I'm, I want to come and be with her. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me too. It sounds like him just being like, she's dead. I have no reason to live. I could have prevented it. Almost like, you know, um, blaming himself for everything. Right. Like, you know, of and, which is, a, which, I would think would be a natural reaction. Yeah, a very natural reaction. So, but Baez brings this up to him, reads the note for George, and he twists it and says that George was only writing it because he felt guilty for his role in Kaylee's death. No. He says he felt guilty because he was the one who also, like, let her drown in the pool and took her body and hid it. So that's yeah. what he's trying to say that the note meant. Yeah, but even um, if he did, he still was, like, taking care of his daughter. At the end right. of the day, he still loved his family and all that stuff. That's what it shows. Yeah. So in court, George told Baez, he, he wrote that because he believed that he failed Kaylee and he started sobbing on the stand. Yeah. He had just been accused of sexually molesting his daughter for her childhood, taking a major role in hiding, Kaylee, hiding Kaylee's body, and now also being confronted with the fact that he, in his darkest time, you know, tried to commit suicide and now... You know, they're using that against him. And now they're saying it's because he felt guilty. Yeah. And they're, they are it's using it against him. It's kind of sad because they're just attacking him. Right. They're putting all of this yes. on him. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can look at this and see, like, this note was, it could have been, you could know, been, maybe yeah. it could have been It could have gone both ways. Right. Feeling guilty for his role, but, or it could have been like him grappling with the fact that Kay Kaylee was dead and his daughter probably had something to do with it. Yeah. So the prosecution is now ready to provide their evidence. First, they bring up the car. The smell, which had been confirmed by a cadaver dog who alerted at the trunk of the car. Obviously, this indicated that a dead body had been in the trunk. And uh, they, it also, they also presented the stain sample that they had collected. Investigators had sent samples of the carpet to a research scientist named Dr. Arpod Boss. So he studied this, the chemistry of decomposition, and according to him, as a body slowly starts to decompose, it builds up gases that are then released into the air and area around where the cadaver is. 
Mm -hmm. So Voss had a technique that could identify the presence of these gases in an air sample from the vapors coming off the sample of the carpet. Basically what he would do is take the sample, put it in like a paint can, spin it at a high velocity, and then sample the air of everything okay. that had come off of that sample. Now it's worth noting, this was the first time that he had presented this to a court of law. Okay. So this was not a proven method. Okay. Okay, so keep that in mind. It's just like a trial kind of thing. Yeah. But his, uh, he confirmed that his findings correlated with a body decomposing in the trunk of Casey's car. Another thing that Dr. Voss detected from the carpet was unusually high levels of chloroform. Okay. The prosecution theorized that Casey could have used chloroform to knock Kaylee out to make her death painless. So to prove that the body was Kaylee's, the prosecution refers to the hairs that they also found in the trunk near the stain. The FBI tested the hair and did a DNA test, which was able to determine that the hair had to be either Cindy's, Casey's, or Kaylee's. So, yeah, one of the females. One of the, the females, right. Anthony it was like Emily. a mater they were yeah. able to determine the maternal line. Yeah. But because of the length of the hair and the fact that it had never been dyed, it was determined that it had to be Kaylee's. Because Cindy kept her hair really short at that time. Yeah. Kaylee had like a bob, or Casey had a bob going on. Yeah. And Kaylee had longer, longer hair, hair, never yeah. dyed. So that's how they were able to determine that this was, in fact, Kaylee's hair in the trunk yeah. near the stain inside Casey's car. Yeah. So something that was also peculiar about the strand of hair that they tested um, was that scientists observed a dark band at the base of the strand near the root. So this band is also known as a decomposition band, which means that the hair was still attached to the head at the time of death and was shed afterwards. Oh, okay. So the police bring in um, Casey's friends. Also, pause. What? How could George have gotten Case, uh, Kaylee's hair into the back of Casey's car? Why, why wouldn't he take his own car? Or just walk, that, honestly. Yeah, that makes... I don't know. Exactly. So the police bring in... Like, my point? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now we can't You know on. what? It's questionable. Yes, okay. It a lot of stuff is very questionable. Very questionable. There's always the questions. Some things that the defense failed to uh, address. Yeah. So the police uh, bring into court Casey's friends one of which was the friend that Casey told about not wanting to keep Kaylee when she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, they also pulled up messages that Casey sent to one of her former boyfriends, Ricardo Morales, where she said that she felt that she couldn't fully participate with her friends because she was a mother. She also, or they also pull up a Facebook chat with another guy where she says, quote, I'm going crazy over here. At least the kid is passed out. Obviously, this is circumstantial. Yeah. But it does sort of paint a picture. It does. I mean, I w cannot lie, though. I've, like, said yeah. stuff like that about right. my friend. I'm mean, like, oh, thank God. She's sure she's asleep <laughs> and leaving me alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, right. I, I get it. And she's a young mom. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay to express feelings like that. This isn't proof of anything. Yeah, They're no. just trying to use this to paint a picture of the motive. motive. Yeah. Right. They're it trying makes to, sense. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to paint this picture of the motive. So... The police then brought up the computer searches from the Anthony's home. One particularly interesting search that they found was, quote, how to make chloroform. Huh. 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 
Hmm. How Which, does one make chlorophyll? Apparently, it's not that hard to do. Oh. You can make it with household ingredients. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you never know when uh, that will come in handy. But if you Google it, careful. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> they will know. Your FBI Don't agent do anything. is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> it can make police raise an eyebrow. So remember that the defense is claiming Kaylee's death was an accident. Yes. So the prosecution made a video to graphically demonstrate what Kaylee looked like as she was being murdered. The video started with a picture of Kaylee smiling and looking happy, and then it slowly morphed into the cadaver face with the duct tape over her mouth. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure that would leave an impression on anybody. I'll also note that an expert determined that the placement of the duct tape would have covered her nose and mouth completely. Oh. Yeah. That was a big piece of duct tape then. Well, and she was little. You know, and it could maybe it was two pieces or whatever. Yeah. But the piece that they found would have completely covered her nose and mouth. Oh, jeez. And how in any way do you explain duct tape on her face when she dies if it was accidental? Yeah. Especially if it was a drowning accident? What like what was the purpose of putting the duct tape over the face? Right, exactly. You know? Like if she had already drowned and you find her dead body, it's not like you need to keep her quiet. Yeah. And so you put duct tape on her face. Yeah, that makes no sense. At make all. It, I didn't even make think it make about sense. that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So how can you explain that? So putting the evidence together, the prosecution believed that at some point on the last day Kaylee was seen, Casey rendered her unconscious using chloroform and then put duct tape over her nose and mouth to asphyxiate her daughter, which allowed her to die in her sleep. She then wrapped her up in the Winnie the Pooh blanket and put her into the laundry bag. She put the laundry bag into some garbage bags, tied it up, and put it in her trunk. Then she went to her boyfriend's house, and some point the next night, she disposed of Kaylee's body. So that would leave enough time for it to leave the stain in the trunk, you know, shed a couple well, hairs. What would the stain have came from, though? Because usually decomposition doesn't start. Right, immediately. Immediately. See, so, that's, I wonder the same thing. This, like was, it, this was their theory, but it seems like her body would have stayed in the trunk longer. That Well, that's what I was assuming, that it stayed in there for at least a week. I mean, for people to smell all that smell and stuff. Right, and to leave that big stain yeah. and to leave the hair and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I would have to assume, because I, I don't know the process of decomposition, but I know, I mean, it gets sped up if it's in the heat. We're right. in Florida. Yeah. It is the summer. Sure, and if she's in the trunk of a, a hot Florida I mean, sun it could, bar. I mean, it could progress it like faster but mm. at the same yeah, time i feel like it wouldn't be enough if it was in there only for two days right for or, it to make yeah a stain and people be in her car being like wow it really smells in here yeah and so they i do wonder that and they don't know because when they found the bones there's no soft tissue they can't yeah. really do a sample of okay how long has this been sitting here well, and, and decomposing isn't, it, isn't once they figured out like her car smelled like a dead body that's when the mom called 911, which means she would have had to just recently Maybe, disposed of that body. But it could, the smell could have been coming from the stain. So like if, uh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's okay. like if you clean it, if she were to throw it away, it could still smell for yeah. a couple weeks after that, that if okay. it was stained yeah. and if enough of the, you know, the chemicals, the gases yeah. or whatever, you know, got into the carpet, got into the trunk so that, you know, it just lasted for yeah. a long time. Okay, that makes sense, but still. So 
The question, of course, is why would Casey need to kill her daughter? I mean, she had like a support system. She had her grandparents. Well, not only that, I think the grandparents would have taken her. If she, if she was just like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's shitty, but... I mean, the gra yeah, they wouldn't have been like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. honey, no problem. They would have been like, what the hell, like, you're a terrible mother, yeah. you know, whatever, all you can't live stuff. here, this yeah. and that. But it, it, that is all better than, you know, having your daughter be dead and gone forever. Yeah. But, um, so the prosecution calls her boyfriend, Tony Lazaro. So remember, she got together with Lazaro in April. So three months. So it was... They got together in April, so April, May, June, and then Kaylee went missing June 16th, yeah. so less than three months. Oh, okay. So the couple of months before Kaylee died, Casey was being enmeshed in her DJ boyfriend's life. On June 16th, the last day Kaylee was seen, there's actually video of Casey with her boyfriend walking through a blockbuster. They're hugging each other, renting videos, and looking like a carefree, happy couple. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Kaylee is not there, yeah. but they're acting totally normal. Um, which either way, whether the defense is right or the prosecution is right, Casey knows that that day her daughter died. Yeah. And she, whether or not she did drown in a pool or she killed her, she is well aware that her daughter's dead and yeah. she's out there carefree, canoodling hugging on her boyfriend, boyfriend, canoodling like nothing happened. Yeah, renting movies. So make that, how does that make sense at yeah. all? That wouldn't you think like if your daughter died, died. Like, you'd be traumatized. Yes. Out. Like, hello. Like, oh, you wouldn't be able to act as normal. There's no way. As she's acting. It's insane. It's like, completely insane. Right. So either way, she knew that her daughter was dead and she yeah. was acting like this. And Lazaro said that Casey was acting perfectly normal that whole day. She never cried. She never acted scared. She never mentioned Kaylee at all. And in the next couple of weeks, that would be when Casey participated in the hot body contest. And when, I don't know if y'all have seen the very infamous photos of her in her blue dress where yes. she's just like partying and like dancing having with girls time. and having a good time. Mm -hmm. All that was taken after Kaylee was yeah. dead. And she knew that Kaylee was dead. Either way, she knew that Kaylee was dead. Yeah. And she was out there doing this. The prosecution also called a tattoo artist to the stand because during the time that Kaylee was missing, Casey got a tattoo that says Bella Vita which is Italian for beautiful life. Mm. So, I mean, it really seems like Casey is celebrating her new freedom of, you know, when she's partying and getting tattoos without a toddler to worry about. Yep. So with that, the prosecution rests their case. They've presented a mountain of evidence. You know, they feel like they've proved that Casey was guilty, but now it's the defense's turn. All right. All the defense has to do is put enough reasonable doubt into the minds of the jurors. Yep. They don't have to prove anything. Mm -hmm. They just have to say, well, maybe something else happened. Yeah. This could have happened. This could have happened. Yep. Reasonable doubt. That's enough it. to where somebody would question, hmm, exactly. maybe she didn't do it. Right. I heard a thing where someone described it, like a reporter, I think, described it as the prosecution fills up this big balloon and all the defense has to do is take some darts and start throwing it, mm -hmm. throwing it at the balloon. Exactly. They don't yeah. have to blow up each, anything themselves. Each jury is a balloon. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's up to the defense to dispute everything that the prosecution has stated. Mm -hmm. So first, Baez disputes the evidence of the smell in Casey's car. According to Baez, 
there had simply been a bag of garbage in her trunk, like her mom said. Again, garbage does not smell like a dead body. He said that it was a hot Florida summer, so the car was sitting in the impound lot for weeks with a garbage bag would have made it smell horrible. So they couldn't have told the difference between, you know, hot garbage and a decomposing body. Cindy, Casey's mom, took also the stand, and she said she no longer believes that it smelled like a dead body. We already know this. Yeah, yeah. Um, she said it was simply the smell of rotting garbage, and Baez then even challenges Dr. Voss's science, which, you know, Dr. Voss said he proved the presence of a dead body in the trunk with the gases and this and that. Mm-hmm. Baez says this is fantasy science, and he points out the fact that this was the first time Dr. Voss had ever used this type of study in a court case. Which, which is, is true. Which is true. He goes ahead and questions Voss's qualifications, makes him seem completely unreliable. Well, yeah, and he, he doesn't have enough evidence to back up that that stu- study actually works. Right. So he is on to something there. Sure. Yeah. And that's valid. Baez makes note to the jury that chloroform is commonly found in household cleaners and doesn't necessarily mean it was used in the way that it's known for. You know what he doesn't bring up? The cadaver sniffing dog. Garrus. Yep. Good boy. He's a good boy. What do you think, sir? What do you think, Garrus is lying? Yeah. Dogs Bias. never lie. They don't lie. They don't lie. Although, sometimes they lie. Your dogs lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're liars. Look at them. You're lying right Won't now. even look us, look us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have heard stories of, you know, like police supposedly, you know, just because when they are um, detecting something, they sit down. You know, so it's pretty easy for their handler to go, like, sit and act like they're detecting something. But he didn't bring it up. He didn't challenge Garrus. I trust Garrus. I trust him, He sounded like a good boy to me. He sounded like he did the best job a boy could do. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, regarding the internet search for the chloroform, sketchy, Cindy testified to the defense that she accidentally searched for chloroform when meaning to search for chlorophyll while looking up something about her bamboo. Perfectly innocent. It was Cindy. I could back that story up because there's been times where I've done Google searches and looking up something else. Sounds reasonable. It does sound very, and the word is very. Right, it's similar. It's like, it's and you know, they autofill. Yeah. I get it. All the time. Uh, Only issue is that the prosecution looked at when Cindy was at work and when the search was made and literally the search happened while Cindy was at work. Mm. And Cindy even confirmed that. So, I mean, it they're, completely they're defies the parents, that. again, just backing up the daughter. I mean, talk about an unreliable witness. You know, the guy's challenging the, like, chemist, but then is, like, going around and having Cindy clearly lie. Yeah. and just my mom would never lie for me. No, she'd, mine either. She'd be like, she did it. Right? Arrest her. <laughs> Arrest her, take her to jail, I'll take care of the child. Same. Same. But, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's like, you know what, I'm glad that... It, our parents like believed in accountability. Yeah. Obviously Cindy was just trying to protect her daughter. Yeah. Especially considering that she no longer had her granddaughter. So I can totally see how Casey is all she's got right now. But at the same time, it's like Casey possibly took away your granddaughter. So how can you protect? Maybe keep that in mind, you know, a little bit more. So the defense was poking holes in every piece of evidence that the prosecution presented, even saying that the whole crime scene was contaminated by that man who found the skull when he poked it with the stick, picked mm-hmm. it up. 
You know, so Baez is saying you can't trust anything but from this crime scene. how much contamination could he have really done with the stick poke? Oh, exactly, but Baez is saying he contaminated the it whole is. crime scene. Maybe yeah. he walked through and stepped on bones. We don't know. Maybe he had, he didn't say this, but he could say maybe he had a piece of duct tape on his shoe and then he that's what he stepped on, on and he put it on there. Who knows? Um, uh, so he, uh, he then brought in a big shot medical examiner who said it was impossible to assertively say where the duct tape was on the remains at the time of Kaylee's death. Which, uh, I don't understand that, but it's whatever. In what, in what sense? So, like? he said that if the duct tape was on her face, then there should have been DNA on the duct tape. Which I could see yeah. if all of her soft tissue wasn't gone. Literally, they couldn't find any DNA anywhere on any of her bones. So why would it be on the duct tape? Oh, I can kind of see how it would be on the duct tape if, like, she was put in that bag with the duct tape on her face and then it slowly decomposed. Mm -hmm. I would see where there would be DNA, DNA on the duct tape because it would stick to it. I mean, duct tape's really freaking sticky, sure. you know? So I kind of see it. Sure. So they're saying there was no DNA on the duct tape whatsoever. There was no DNA on the duct tape. There was no DNA on her bones. There was no well, DNA on the blanket. Well, not only that, it was probably sitting in the sun. It was sun, sitting in the sun. It was sitting sun in the water. This yeah. was a swampy area. It could have, you know, they said yeah. that at certain points it was flooded and all of this yeah. was underwater. So it could have been pecked by, you know, fish, fish or yeah. bugs or whatever. And then dried out the bones and all that. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. and what it, this only happened, like the, Kaylee died in June. They found the body in December. It's only six months, but Florida is intense. Yes. So, I mean, it went through a whole Florida there, summer. Yeah, the weather there fall. is pretty intense. Yeah, so, I mean, that goes to show. And then they got a bunch of weird creatures. Right. Everywhere, like alligators and... Mm -hmm. All kinds like, of critters. I don't, yeah, a lot of Snakes stuff. and things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, he's saying that if there was duct tape on her face, there should have been DNA, DNA on the duct tape. Uh, and he even questioned whether or not it was a homicide at all. Did they take pictures of her, like... Of how she found her? Yeah, of how yeah, they found Okay. They did. Uh, but it was just, like, bones, <laughs> scattered bones, okay. basically. So there wasn't much to go off of, except the fact that her body, her bones were in a bag, you know? So yeah. clearly she was in a bag when she was disposed of. Yeah. And they found the duct tape on her face. Yeah. And they took pictures of the skull with the duct tape on and everything? Uh-huh. Okay. No, this medical examiner came in and he did his own autopsy. He did yeah. his own full autopsy on it and he just came to a different conclusion. But okay. keep in mind, his, he's there for a specific reason. Yeah. They're not going to have put him on stand. Yeah. You know, for him to verify what, what the prosecution was saying. Yeah. So the defense then brings in all the character witnesses who testified to Casey acting normal and partying after the disappearance of Kaylee. And they all testified that they never saw any hint of abuse towards Kaylee and that Casey seemed to be a normal, loving mom to her. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that's fine. And she could have been a normal, loving mom until she was at her breaking point. Yeah. You know, and obviously this woman lies about everything and she wants to seem like she's normal. She wants to seem like she's a big shot at her job. She yeah. wants to seem like a great mom and who just dropped her kid off at the babysitters and she's the victim. Yep. So why would she indicate to her friends anything other than that? Yeah. Right? So after the opening statements, the defense never again brought up George sexually molesting or abusing Casey. Which so it was only brought up once. It was only brought up in the opening statements, you know, probably possibly just to distract and confuse the jury. 
Yeah. So after 33 days of testimony, it's now up to the jury to decide to convict or not to convict her of first-degree murder. So on July 5th, 2011, the jury reached a verdict. As to the charge of first-degree murder, she was found not guilty. As to the charge of aggravated manslaughter of a child, she was found not guilty. As to the charge of aggravated child abuse, she was found not guilty. The world was shocked. Casey was shocked. Fucking, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. We're shocked. You're shocked. Nobody expected this. She was ready to, you know, it was like everybody was very surprised Mm -hmm. to this, uh, that verdict or whatever. And actually, as Nancy Grace said after the verdict, quote, somewhere out there, the devil is dancing tonight. Yes. Which I love that quote. Ho, down, throw, down. <laughs> yeah, it's just, having a good time you know, after all the evidence and everything, yeah. you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me 12 people were like, no, nope. yep, nope, she didn't do it. Reasonable doubt. Nope. Reasonable doubt. I, get, I mean, I get it because when you're explaining stuff, I'm like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't justify her not calling the police or not even she called the police her mom had to call the police so yep. we'll know if her mom didn't make such a big deal about it right if it would have even happened in the first place she could have been missing for another two months for all we know yeah or just indefinitely maybe she just literally never would have called the police yeah until somebody else noticed something but i it's just it's insane it's insane that she was able to get away with it to get away with that the lawyer yeah I mean, not even a mistrial. Like no. it, that means every one of those jurors said not guilty yeah. to all three of those counts. Well, was it unanimous? It was unanimous. It was okay. It has to be unanimous, otherwise, it's a mistrial. Okay, yeah. So that lawyer definitely did his job. He sure did. He really did. That's why he um, blew up. So the public was not only furious with Casey Anthony, but also with the jurors. I would be pissed. I still am a little pissed. I would be pissed. I get it. There is like a group of people who probably believe she didn't do this. That's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. we're entitled yeah. to our own opinions. For but sure. The majority of people, when you tell this case to them, believe she did it. Yeah. So how were they so lucky to pick the 12 people? So not let me know? tell you. Oh, tell well, me. first of all. Tell me, tell me. I mean, t- I mean, the jurors speaking of, they were getting, which is not cool. They were getting thousands of death threats. This is not cool. Yeah. In the end, they said, the jury said that there was just not enough evidence to prove that Kaylee died and that Casey was, in fact, the one to kill her. So who do the jury, who did they think she just they ended, just They believed. They said it's reasonable doubt. We don't know. There's not enough to say for sure that it was Casey. Her car smelled like a dead body. Right, but they could, if they were like, well, she drowned in a pool. She has... If the she past drowned in a pool, a at pathological all. liar. Yeah, but there's nothing that oh my God. nobody saw her doing it. There was no evidence that she herself put her hands on Kaylee. Mm-hmm. You know, so it there's a lot of yeah. She also has here. all her friends saying she was a wonderful mother and blah right. blah blah blah. Exactly. You know, so but would a mo- wonderful mother wait a month? Well, but they're not. She's not on jury for being a bad mother. She's on, or she's not uh, on the stand for being a bad mother. She's not, nobody, nobody's voting on that. Voting they on that. are deciding whether or not she intentionally, with you know prior planning, killed Kaylee or not. 
I know. It's just frustrating. It's it is frustrating. It's such a annoying case to listen to because this story is very black and white for me. It's very like this is what happened. The actions you were showing. Mm-hmm. This is why I think you did it. But the, but Jose did a great job he did of putting, putting doubt holes into in the minds of yes. the jurors. And you know, at the end of the day, the prosecution was going for the death sentence. That is, you know, capital punishment right there. Mm-hmm. You need to be so solid yeah, in, in your case, yeah. in your evidence, that it's irrefutable. So do you think if they didn't go for the death sentence, if they went for, like, something more of a lesser charge, not death, yeah. but, like, life imprisonment, Maybe. would it have changed the jury's mind? I don't know. We'll never know. I think yeah. that they, you know, they should have been more careful here. I think they saw the media and they well, saw... Well, you also said, like, with the death... Um, penalty on the table was already a risky it was risky it was a risky move right but especially with the evidence that they had in hand but i've seen cases where people are are convicted of uh of the death penalty with way less evidence yeah the problem here is how much this blew up and in actually in an interview with one of the prosecuting attorneys he said that he believed that the media played a part in the verdict. It definitely did. Because they couldn't choose a jury of people who were already convinced of her guilt through the media coverage. Yeah. They were left with people who had already heard most of the case and they still weren't convinced. So when you're left with the 12 people, you know, that's like, that's not the vast majority of the population here. This is a small percentage of people which might not come to the same conclusion as the rest of us after hearing all the evidence. Yeah. You know? Um, Just so don't like it. No, 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 no. It don't, you don't like it. And <laughs> it doesn't, like it, it doesn't all. feel like a fair jury of at peers all. because they had to pick from people who were already not convinced after hearing the evidence. That's, yeah, and that's also not they a fair like jury. Picked outside of the state. No, like, no, no. Out, it was the within state. the state. Oh, it was in the state. It, okay. I think it was Clearwater, Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. never mind then. Yeah. Which no. apparently has, well, a, has a big population of Scientologists. Oh, I don't know if that has anything is, to do with it. What is happening over there? I don't know, mm-hmm. but maybe they're more inclined to reasonable doubt. Maybe. So two days after the verdict, Casey is sentenced for four misdemeanor counts for lying to the police. Each of those counts carries one year. So in total, it's four years. But she had already been incarcerated for the three years during the trial. Uh-huh, so the time that she was in mm-hmm, already counts counted towards, towards her sentence. Her sentence. Okay. And she had some time off for good behavior. So after the trial was over, she stayed in jail or she stayed in prison for another 10 days before she was released. On July 17th, Casey got out of prison and she was infamous nationwide. So she ended up living with one of the lead investigators on her defense. And then she went to a church compound in Palm City, Florida. You know, she just basically became a hermit. And didn't talk to which anybody. I would have done too if I was her. I everybody. Would not, she I, was she so was recognizable. The most hated woman in America. Yes. You know. I mean, she couldn't have gone anywhere. No. Without being recognized, no. especially being in Florida. Yep. And once you know, once somebody day. finds out where she lives, you know, they're just gonna tell yeah. everybody, and you know, that's unsafe for her, whatever. So in the years afterwards, Zaneda Gonzalez actually sues Casey for besmirching her name, um, and also the company which spent four weeks searching for Kaylee, sued Casey for all the money that they spent when they were looking for her and hiring As they divers, should. dogs, you know, four-wheelers and all that. Those dogs need to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> they need their Bennett bones and they yes. need them now. Yes. That's right. Who's going to pay for all those greenies? Yes. 
So Casey Anthony ended up filing for bankruptcy just to get out of these suits. Yeah. So when private investigators looked into the details of Casey's bankruptcy case, they found, they found some very interesting allegations. An investigator who worked for the defense team during the trial brought up a bunch of documents about the behavior he witnessed between Jose Baez, the defense attorney, and Casey Anthony. In the documents, he claimed that Baez had complete control over Casey. In one instance, Casey asked Baez to cancel an interview for her, and when he did it, he said, quote, now you owe me three blowjobs. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I was making a face. I forget that you guys can't see us, so I'm very animated with my facial expressions. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, um, so the investigator also said that over the next few weeks, he would continue to witness inappropriate things happening in the relationship, and yeah. it was escalating. Um, he said that at one point, he even walked into Baez's office, and Casey was there, and she was completely naked. And when he talked to Casey about this afterwards, apparently she said that she had to do whatever Baez wanted because she had no money to pay for her defense. So basically, she's saying she has to trade her body and sex, sexual favors to Jose Baez. So somebody on the team yes. saw all this. Yes. I wonder why they waited so long to like... Because they were getting paid. I guess, yeah. This was their job. He, they were on the defense team. But were they getting paid? They, they, yeah. Didn't you just say that she had no money? Jose Baez was covering it. Oh, with his own money? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, and she says later that she still has, like, bills from this. So I don't know if he was making some deal with her but didn't cover all of it. Or yeah. if she's lying and saying that she has all this debt. But she could be. We don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe somebody yeah. knows this. But in court, so in these court documents, this same investigator also claimed that Baez hired him to go out and find Kaylee's body. And when he was hired, he said Baez told him that Casey had murdered Kaylee and dumped her body somewhere and that this investigator needed to find it before the police did. Oh. Yeah. So which suggests that Casey told Baez the truth. Yeah. Of what happened. Well, usually people who have a lawyer, you, you, you're not supposed to lie to them. You're supposed to literally tell them everything. So I wouldn't be that surprised if he did know the truth. Right. And so, he was just going to cover. He's yeah. perfectly willing to lie. Yeah. In order to get her off. So, yeah. you know, if this was information. That's his job was right. to, you know. I mean, I do question this piece because if that were the case, Casey would know where she dumped the body. Yeah. So she could have been like, go here. Yeah. To this spot. You know what I mean? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this guy is, you know, obviously he sees how notorious this case is, wants to sell his story. Yeah. That is all possible. It makes, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense at the same time. This whole case is just, you know, it's, it's a teeter totter. I mean, yeah. it's all hearsay. It's just, mm -hmm. it's all hearsay. It's all, I We're heard this, I heard that. We're never going to know yada, yada. the real truth. Besides the evidence. And that's why, I, I mean, I'm inclined only to believe the physical evidence that yes. was there and not the whole like, well, this may have happened and this yeah. guy said this and she said all this. Everybody's lying. Yeah. Or they're not, you know, but somebody's lying. Somebody is lying. All you have is this physical evidence. Yep. And that's what I would base most of my yeah, your, like, opinion uh, on yeah. is the evidence because you can say so many things and it's 
my discretion to believe you or not. Yeah. But physical evidence, you cannot mess with. No. I mean, you could. Yeah. But yeah, you could. But for the most part, nobody's saying. I mean, if the defense even felt that that was an option, obviously they would have jumped on that. That yeah. the police are making this up. They're planting yeah. evidence. This and that. They just they're the way they're that. saying that the evidence was found. Yes, yeah. this was here, but. Right. You, for a completely different reason, not but, what you're thinking, yeah, you know. But both sides agree that the evidence is there. Yeah. Which means that I'm going to agree. Yeah. The evidence is there. We need to look at it. Yeah. So years later, in an interview, Cindy, Casey's mom, she says she now believes that Kaylee did drown in the pool. But George, on the other hand, believes that Casey did murder Kaylee. Oh, so, okay. So let's talk a little bit about George's theory. Okay. George says that he noticed Kaylee in the months before she passed, would sleep for 10, 12, 13 hours at night or, like, for naps and stuff, which was unusual. Especially for a toddler. Right, exactly. He also noticed that she would get, like, these black marks around her eyes, which you can see in some of the pictures. It doesn't look like a black eye, but it's definitely, it's like there's some, you know, darkness happening under her eyes and, like, patches. So he says he believes that Casey was possibly drugging Kaylee giving her sleeping drugs, and accidentally overdosed her. Remember the name of Kaylee's babysitter? Yes, I do remember the name. Zanny the Nanny. Zanny is the same nickname for a particular drug. Xanax. Xanax. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about Xanax, it's an anxiety drug, which generally decreases mental alertness Mm -hmm. and makes you sleepy, if not super mellowed out. Yep. So if this is true, and even regardless... It does sound like she may have been using Xanax to mellow out Kaylee and get her to sleep for longer lengths of time than usual, you know? And so it's interesting that she would say Zanny the nanny, Yeah. you know, it makes you think that she was giving Kaylee Xanax to... And that was her babysitter. And that was the babysitter. Yep. It makes sense. Kaylee was just drugged and Especially because that name... Right, it's so unusual. It's so unusual. I mean... Why wouldn't you just say, like, Jennifer, yeah. Sarah, the nanny, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tammy, the nanny. Yeah, even. that rhymes. <laughs> but Zanny, the nanny. And yeah. there was always a little hint of truth in her lies. There was. You know, this could have been the, like, wink that she was sort of giving. Giving to everybody, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you it's Zanny, the nanny, but <laughs> right. Zanny. I know wink, you wink. think one thing, yeah. and I know, but this, this is what I, I know mean. what it is. Yeah. Maybe just to keep up with her lie story. So when people are talking about it, she's kind of like, oh, yeah, Zanny the Nanny. Yep, the right. Zanny. Yep, exactly. The oh, nanny. and that's easy for her to remember. Yeah, exactly. If she's actually drugging her with that. Yeah. So Cindy actually still talks to Casey to this day, but George has vowed never to speak with his daughter again. Good. After the allegation she put against him. Well, yeah, she essentially threw him under the bus. Yeah. But and made him look like an asshole dad. Mm-hmm who made her lie her whole entire life and, and was sexually abusing yeah. her and all that stuff. And then on top of it was like, you killed that baby. Right. Like, I, mean, I wouldn't want to talk to her either. She made it all his fault. He broke down yeah. on the stand. I mean, he tried to kill himself. Yeah. And then he proceeded and to then, break down on the stand. And then they tried to make the suicide mm-hmm. a guilt thing. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted Another to, yeah. more evidence that he was guilty. Yeah. So George 
and Cindy actually still remain married. Okay. I don't know. That's amazing that, that's, to me. Yeah. That's marriage, baby. <laughs> you can make it through anything. <laughs> that's right. Good for them. <laughs> Till death do you part. Yeah. So one good thing that came out is Florida laws have since changed so that now anyone found guilty of neglect of a child who does not report their child missing will face felony charges and can get convicted for up to 20 years in prison. Just good. for that. Good. Right. Good. Because so, that was... That's ridiculous. Right. So that at least that's some lesson learned there. Yeah. But last year in 2022, Casey agreed to her first on-camera interview since she was acquitted in 2011 for a special called Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies. And as of right now, you can watch it on Peacock. Ah, Peacock. So. Well, the truth does not lie with her. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know. The truth be lying. <laughs> Uh, so Casey lives in South Florida with supposedly with a roommate. She's extremely private. She says she still doesn't know what happened to Kaylee. Lies. Yeah. Which obviously contradicts everything that her defense said during the trial. (laughs) She got her Bella Vita tattoo covered up. Casey describes herself now as being painfully honest. I, I rolling, rolling off the table. Okay. You're going to be so painfully honest. Let's yeah. let's get all the truth out there then, girlfriend. Well, and like I said, she's, she also claims that when she was lying, there were always little truths in her lies. Mm-hmm. She had a friend who formerly lived in the apartment complex that she said that Kaylee was dropped off at. She had worked at Universal for a few months, years before she told the police she was working there. She claims she had met a babysitter named Zaneda Gonzalez, even, well, which we know is yeah. a lie, though, because... Police found the only Zanada Gonzalez in Orlando who yeah. was never a babysitter. So that, I think that was just BS. Um, no, she's just trying to justify her lies and so, trying to be like, well, see, I kind of told the truth. Right. And it's like kind of only counts in horseshoes, honey. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. So now Casey is claiming that what Bias said in the defense's opening statement was the truth. She says, yes, her father sexually assaulted her throughout her childhood and started the precedent for her lying. She's also now saying that her father stopped abusing her suddenly around 12 years old, and then her brother came in and started abusing her just short of raping her. Um, But this stopped around the age of 15. And she says she never gave the name of Kaylee's father because he, too, had raped her. Which... I am inclined to believe victims. Anyone who claims they're raped, I am very much inclined to believe that. When it comes to Casey Anthony, fact is, we don't know what is the truth and what's a lie. You know, we've seen her be willing to say anything to cover her own ass and to make herself seem to be the victim. So, and even, maybe this is all true. It has nothing to do with Kaylee. No, it really does. And she's making it all about her in the end. It's all about her. It has nothing to do with what happened to Kaylee. It's, right. uh, oh, I had a hard life. Oh, my dad did this to me. Oh, my brother did this to me. I was the victim right. here. What does this have to do with Kaylee? What does it have to do with Kaylee dying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, this was a really, I watched the special, but it was hard to watch. Because this was, was after I did most of the most of the research. Yeah. And if, but I felt like if I were to start by watching that special, I probably would have believed her because she did. She's very convincing. No, she is very convincing, but she's a technically a professional liar. Yeah. You know? And she, like I, we said in the beginning, like her being a pathological liar 
to the point to where she keeps telling the lie and keeps telling the lie and keeps telling the lie. Yes. It's eventually going to become true in her head she, where it's not going to be like she's lying. That's true. You know? You're right. So it just... Full I, when I watched that thing, I just... All I could do is look at her and I was just like, liar! Well, that, liar! Like, I know. It's hard to believe her. It's... I mean, she... She admitted to so many lies already. Yeah. You know, we know that she has a huge history, extensive history of blatantly lying until she is proven beyond the shadow of a doubt yeah. to be wrong. She will stick to her guns. Yeah. She's even still sticking to, she did meet a babysitter named Zaneda Gonzalez. She didn't make that no, up. We know that she made it up. That was already proven, but she's still lying about things. So yes. I don't know that I believe her when she says she's painfully honest. No, I'm not seeing that. And what I didn't see lying. What I didn't see in this special either was any kind of accountability. No. It's still a lot of excuses for the behaviors. Yes. And no actions that whole, to correct her behaviors. That whole docuseries just made me feel like it was just her justifying everything. Yeah. All over again. She just waited a couple years to do it and was like, okay, now I'm gonna come out with my story. It's a different audience, different things. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna be like, hey, I didn't do it. But you know what? I'm going to sit well, here and, and I'm going to try to get a little you know? sympathy. You know? I have no sympathy for her. I know, but that's what she, that's what she was hoping oh, for. Oh, yes. I was like, well, Clearly. it didn't work here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and I think everyone's, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, whether you believe her or not. Yeah. You know, I hope that you can think independently, come up with your own yeah. Don't version let our, or whatever. Obviously, like we're, we're being really biased yes, right now. I am very biased. I mean, I don't know. I played devil's advocate a little bit when you were going yeah. through. You know, and there is things, you know, make sense and stuff. Right. But just from the actions that she showed throughout mm-hmm. the whole trial, all the even like today with that new docuseries that came out, I still cannot sit there and be like, she didn't do it. Yeah. There's no way she didn't do right. it. Everything late leading up to there has pointed to, at least for me, that is she is guilty. And like you said, the mm-hmm. devil is dancing tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. no, for I think sure. So. And you know what? I think that Casey was a good mom for a couple of years. You know, I think maybe she yeah, got, I don't doubt it. She got a new boyfriend and she was really confronted with everything that she had been missing out on because she was a young mom. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. I was a young mom. I had my kids super young and I had to like, you know, sit back and watch my friends go out and drink all night and not a care in the world, get up anytime they want, all this stuff. And I was, I was a, I was like 22 years old and I was married Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I had to conform to marriage life. Not that I hate it. I love being married, but I did miss out on a lot of things. I didn't get to go and have those wild club nights and, you know, the wild late nights. I mean, I did what I could because, you know, I was still young and I had a lot of help, but I would never like. Never do something. Nothing like that. Like I wouldn't want, I would never give my child up for anything. Uh, No, of course. You know, and And it's just. I think she was just so Well, there were so many other options she could have gone with. I think she was really immature. I think she made a really rash and horrible decision Mm -hmm. to kill her daughter so that she could live this free life that she was jealous of her friends for living. You know, I think that was her only solution where she could still be seen as the good guy, as the victim, and still get what she wanted. Yeah. You know, and I don't think she was the brightest because obviously she didn't cover her tracks that well. No. Uh, but I think she was just super narcissistic. So that she too. did yeah. very little to cover herself. Uh, yeah, well, she didn't think she was going to get caught. She exactly. literally didn't th- no. think she was going to get no, caught. No, no, no. She, 
just like with um, freaking the DeFeo guy. Yeah. They think they're smarter than everybody. Yeah. They think everyone's going to believe their story and that's going to be it. Yep. That's it. Yeah, I nobody's going to look all into the, it. Covers the, your bases. Yeah. The obvious facts. Yep. Got I it. tried to do that, you right. know, and now, but now you got to realize that these police are going to search deeper than right. just the surface. Exactly. You know, they so don't anticipate They don't anticipate that. anybody. They're just like, oh, they're going to believe what I say. That's what everybody yeah. does. That's what my parents have been doing. Right. My parents believe everything I say, so I can trick a couple of police officers. My dad was a police officer and he still mm-hmm. believes me, you know, like, yeah. I mean, not anymore, but at exactly. that time and place he did. Well, and at that time she, whenever she got in trouble, she was able to just lie her way out of it. Yep. That was her whole life. She never considered the gravity of what she had done no. and she never considered the consequences that her actions would have, yeah. which is why she was so angry when she was arrested you know, and talking to her parents, literally only well, talking yeah. about how much she was suffering. Yeah, because she's a brat. Yeah, I get big, that too. Big brat, you know. Yeah. So, At the end of the day, ju- uh, justice was not given to Kaylee. No. Whatsoever. Yeah. Kaylee, I'm so sorry yeah. that you went through this. I know you're in a better place now, but it's awful what you went through. Yeah. So Kaylee would have been 18 years old this year. So to think of all the life she could have lived in the last 16 years is an absolute tragedy. Yeah. Kaylee was stripped of the opportunity to grow up, make friends, fall in love, you know, learn to drive. Yeah. And literally every day that goes by is a day that Kaylee could have been here. Mm-hmm. Maybe in some ways jails would have been a less of a punishment for Casey Anthony yeah. than the life that she's forced to live now with the world knowing exactly who she is yep. and what she did. Didn't she have to change her name? Uh, I don't think so. No? Okay. I think she's still Casey. I don't know if they'll allow her to. I don't know why. Like, how does she get a job? She works for the defense attorney guy. Or she works for, like, one of the investigators. Oh, okay. She works on his defense team now. Because it's like, she rolled, strolled through our office, and I was like, I saw her name. I'd be like, excuse me. I mean, she may use, like, a phony name for stuff. I probably would. If I was her, I would definitely, and especially, like, going out and about, I would have got plastic surgery or something. Something to change the way that I look, because... Um, in the dark. Or even like a different haircut. She's yeah. still rocking she's that still same, rocking the like, same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> same hair color. Yeah. Whatever. But you know what? She's either way, she'll never get away from this case. No, it's going to follow her until yeah. the day that she dies. And if she, you know, if she were to dye her hair, if she were to do any of that, it would be all over the news. Casey Anthony well, now looks like this. Blah. Well, yeah, because the person who's going to dye their hair is going to be like, guilty. <laughs> 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 yeah. You're so guilty. <laughs> so I just, uh, that is the case of Casey Anthony. And Kaylee Anthony. Yes. You know, we would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Let me yeah. know what you thought, what you think. I would love to hear from the people who believe that she is innocent. Yeah. Because maybe you're seeing something I don't. Yeah, for sure. I would love to hear it. So yeah. don't be afraid. I understand that we were being very biased here, but yeah. Yeah. Very, totally. we're very open-minded people. Very open to changing my mind. Yes. You know? just need to show me the way if you can. Show me the light. I'm not very easily persuaded, though. (laughs) I am. (laughs) (laughs) I I would just like to hear the that side of the story, like something. I mean, I enjoy talking about this case. Yeah, I think it's really fascinating, um, and I think there's a lot of different perspectives people can take, and so you know, it's just interesting to talk about. It is. It's. 
It's a frustrating case for sure. For sure. It's a hard one to get through. I'm so glad you covered it. Give us a follow on Instagram at Rolling in the Dark Pod or write to us at Rolling in the Dark Pod at Gmail if you have any case suggestions or if you just want to say hi. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Our sources for the story, as always, are in the show notes. Please send us case suggestions. Yeah, we got We a, actually got one. We got a case we suggestion. We got a case suggestion. So really I'm going to cover that, uh, my next one. So yeah. looking forward to that. And I'm going to shout out the same charity as last time if you'd like to give back. Or if you know anyone that is dealing with any kind of child abuse, child neglect cases, I recommend that you reach out to the Children's Advocacy Centers. They're nationwide child-friendly centers which help local communities respond to allegations of child abuse in ways that are effective and efficient. If you want to reach out, all you need to do is a little Google search for Children's Advocacy Center near me, head to their website, and donate. So I've heard a theory that possibly underground lizard people actually framed Casey, implanted false stories into her head, and caused her to lie. What do you think, Butta? Agreed to all of it. Thanks for listening. Yeehaw. <laughs> Rolling it. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, we'll get it.